Hello and welcome to Peaceside, the podcast of the 2018 Commonwealth Junior and Cadet Fencing Championships. I'm Sean Walton. And I'm Karen Bashir. And here we are again, now that we've actually got uh, an episode with both of us involved. Finally got that that worked out and we've got an exciting new technological setup for this one uh, because I'm not actually in Newcastle at the moment. No, 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 you aren't. You left me on my my own today. I had to find new friends. Well, I did. I did tune in for the live stream, though. So um, I, was, I was disappointed with how knowledgeable, eloquent, and well informed your your three referee and co commentators were. They were good, though. They were. They were very good. They were very good. Different, different kind of commentary when you're talking with a referee because you've got to steer very clear of uh, any calls or questions on refereeing itself. Yeah. Uh, but all extremely knowledgeable about the weapons that they. Uh, they referee and uh it was nice to have um three different voices across the three different weapons i always like to have different people in the box when i'm doing this internationally mm-hmm. uh so commentating with three different guys um was really good today got the same tomorrow because you're a part timer yes but i'm looking forward to uh, getting back on to this with you with the junior events uh, on when is it saturday you're back uh no i'll be there bright and early friday morning Oh, even better. Even better. I know, I know. I'm actually quite looking... Well, I had to go back to work today, so uh, that that clearly was a bit terrible, and I'd much rather have been in Newcastle. Um, so anyway... Did you, have a good, did you have a good day at work? It was a day at work. It was I, a day at work. Yeah. I didn't get home until quite late last night, so I was pretty weary this morning. But yeah, I got through it. So today was the first day of team action in the cadets, and... As I say, because I was having to uh, theoretically work for a living, I didn't catch much of the, the earlier live streams, but I did dash home uh, to catch most of all the finals and some well, some impressive performances and one properly exciting match, I think would be the way, the way to describe it. Yeah, definitely. A uh, really good day. I mean, the, the quality of the individuals uh, set the tone. And uh, as we were going to see the same fences again, I think maybe the, the, the key things we were looking out for were, you know, fatigue in the athletes mm. uh, having competed just a couple of days earlier. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the thing that I found interesting was looking at the individual events, you quite, well, certainly I quite quite often thought, oh, well, surely that team will win. And Teams that were perhaps lower ranked, seeing some of them produce produce big results today in the team was was probably what the uh, what brightened it for me the most. And a couple of a couple of very specific examples that we'll we'll get to in just a minute. But so we we, we talk about our first event of the day, the first one that got things rolling and started off the final session uh, was uh, Cadet Women's Epi teams. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great great day. Eight teams going through to the quarterfinals and, and uh, some uh, three mismatches really in the, in those quarterfinals. But when we got down to the nitty gritty, England took out India in the uh, semi-finals and Scotland beat Wales. Yeah, I, I do always like to hear you saying that that second phrase there. Um, I'm not yes. I'm not rubbing in too much. I mean, I'm sure you get the chance to to mock me later on. But yeah, um, did set up a, a Scotland England final. They're almost always pretty entertaining. Plenty of noise from the crowd. And uh, yeah, no exception with this one, and a, a really, a really interesting final. And we got this sort of interesting point really, really early in the match. Yeah. When, well, I, I listened to the commentary, and obviously because it was something so unexpected, it did take uh, you and and Dave Baker, your your, uh, 
your co-commentator a moment or two to, to spot this, uh, yeah. that, that Scotland made it uh, a substitution in the, in the second fight. So you have your starting three, and what Scotland did was they took out uh, Kira Papadopoulos uh, and subbed in Amelia Robson for the second fight. Um, well, it's really, it's really, it was really interesting. What's really interesting, a number of things. One is that um, having done this uh, for a while now, the, the cardinal sin with team fencing is not spotting as the commentator <laughs> when a substitution is made. Uh, but I think we've got a pretty good excuse for not spotting this one. One, because we don't see these athletes very often. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we don't travel. Uh, you know, I know you'd probably do a lot more junior events than I do, uh, but we don't travel around. So we don't actually know their faces as well as, well, I certainly don't know them as well as I know the seniors' faces. Yeah. So I definitely wouldn't have been able to spot that it was uh, one or, or another, one of these two fences because I didn't know what they looked like. But the real excuse is I have never seen a substitution made in the first three matches ever in team fencing anywhere in the world at any level so um more more innovation from, from scotland then that's great um proud to <laughs> proud to lay claim to that yeah i mean i was i was kind of thinking thinking to myself why why they might have decided to do that and i mean the only reason i can think of is that you know you, you name your starting three decide on your your lineup who's going to do last fight second last fight and third last fight and so on and then scots wait to see who you know, what order the English team feel their fencers in and Kira and Amelia and Andy Alderman, the, the Scottish Epi coach, decide, well, Kira perhaps doesn't fancy facing up against uh, against uh, Maya Henderson rule. Um, mm. But uh, but Amelia does fancy that one. So take Kira off straight away. I think it's interest it's an interesting one because I said in commentary that Perhaps it's a bit of gamesmanship. You know, they always knew that they were going to do that. Mm -hmm. But having had a time to reflect on it, actually, that wouldn't really give any major advantage to Scotland because you have to announce the substitution a match in advance. Yeah. So the coach would have immediately gone to Henderson Rowe and said, right, this is, you're not fencing Papadopoulos, you're, you've got Robson. Um, and they would have had plenty of time to prep her for that fight. So I think it must have been just what you're saying that they decided to uh, put Robson on for that match uh, and save Papadopoulos for later in the match. And in fact, it was the second time they'd done exactly the same thing. They did it in the quarterfinals, apparently. Oh, uh, yes. They made switch uh, uh, in those first three matches. Right. Okay. So that's, well, I mean, it's a really interesting point. Um, and I will, I will ask them later on to find out what the, what the thinking was behind it. But yeah, it was a, an early, early point of interest. Um, and as the match went on, um, really nip and tuck stuff wasn't it? it was nothing in it all the way through well in fact all the way through right up to the eighth match and some sterling performances from the scottish girls i must say for a, a team that would have been ranked individually quite a bit lower than the than the english girls who'd yeah one and two in the individual they would have been they would have gone into it strong favorites uh absolutely uh solid fencing from uh all three of the Scots at the beginning, nothing really in the first three. A 15-13 lead for the Scots turned into a 28-26 lead for uh, England uh, after the sixth match. And in fact, Black, Abigail Black came on, the sub came on for uh, Taylor Foxwell Moss in that sixth leg. So, you know, the lead switched hands uh, a couple of times throughout the fight. But uh, what was intriguing, you don't very often see this, 
the score was 40-40 yeah, going into the on. last leg. And you can only you can only get that in Epe because uh, 39 all a double was scored uh, and you progress on to uh, the final match with everything level. So <laughs> I said in commentary, uh, they might as well not have fought the first eight matches and gone straight to the last. But of yeah. course, that, you know, <laughs> tongue, tongue in quick cheek, fate, of course. Quick fate to five to just uh, speed things up a bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, stunning performance from all... all all of the Scots, the, the the switch early, you know, made no real uh, difference in terms of uh, expecting Papadopoulos to be the strong offensive because Robson came out uh, and she scored five hits and then was taken off. So she did her job for the Scots. Yeah, very much And so. when it got to 40-40, uh, Papadopoulos was the um, the uh, anchor for uh, the Scots up against Eleanor Taylor, which who, of course... Uh, did so well in the individual. Yeah, gold, gold medalist and also produced a charming interview for us the other day. So a good couple of days for her and probably would have gone into this, this final fight uh, feeling fairly, fairly confident. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but Kira Papadopoulos fenced absolutely superbly in the final match. She was very, uh, actually throughout the match, she was very uh, patient, look, waiting for the right moment. And in that last um in that last fight, she scored a couple of real beauties. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was quality fencing. I've I've seen quite a bit of Kira fencing, obviously, and uh, this this was a had a level of smartness which hasn't always shown in the past. Uh, certainly, when she went out in the semi-finals of the individual, I came away with that thinking, you know, with a bit more thought, that was a fight that you could have won. But she she produced that today in the in the final leg of the of the team match. It was well. I think you tremendous. alluded to it at the top when you said that you know. Uh, on paper, you know, taking individual rankings, Scotland, you know, if you just looked at it on paper, would be a, a bit of a walkover for England in some respects. Mm. But I know this from personal experience that team fencing is a completely different dynamic, uh, not only in the fact that it's three fences going against three fences, but actually for the psychology of it all. Yeah. And when I fenced, I always fenced better when I was fencing in a team. Always, yeah. without a doubt, my best fencing came out of me when I was in a team. I th- I thrived on the environment where some fencers really don't. You know, they really don't like it at all. They prefer to have uh, the de- their own destiny in their own hands. But yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah. I was much more in that uh, camp. I must admit, I, I I didn't really enjoy team fencing that much. Yeah. So it's, so between just the two of us, we can show that the dynamic makes a big difference. And what it meant for us as the Welsh men's foil team was that we often performed way above our individual ability against teams that had much stronger fences ranked higher uh, than us individually. But when we got together as a group, all of us thrived in that environment and um, it did produce some cracking results. We would, you know, I was lucky and fortunate enough that I, I was in an era of Welsh fencing where the three, four of us in the team really did well. And that's what happened for the Scots today. It was all, you could see the team dynamic. They were quite relaxed Mm-hmm. Uh, in the box, but they were all fighting for each other. And the crowd, I mean, it's always good when England play Scotland at any sport. Yeah, but absolutely. really today, it was great. It was really, it was a great atmosphere, Sean. It was really good. It was good, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to being there for the for the team events for the juniors uh, because the atmosphere and team, at team events is, is different. The crowd, certainly in the later stages, make a, a lot more noise than they do yeah. in the individual events because they've got time to really get into it and you know support all the different individuals that make up the make up the two teams. It's a, it does produce a, a quite different atmosphere from from the individual events. 
Yes, it does. It does, and it was it was really good. It was just that today, and Scotland uh, were deserving winners, forty five, forty three in the end. Uh, Ellie Taylor's going to be uh, disappointed right now, but I think she'll look back on Newcastle when she's uh, fencing at senior level on the world stage and think, you know, I I got a gold and a silver at that event, and it was. Uh, it was what it was what I deserved. I worked really hard for it. Scotland fence better on the day as a team. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a pretty fair summary. Yeah, the the underdog team putting it all together for for a big win, big win, first gold so far for the in the event for Scotland as well. Just thought I'd point that out. So, uh, well done, girls. Well done indeed. They fenced really well. Deserved uh, to stand on the top of the podium. I, I I'm wholeheartedly behind a, an underdog winning a medal. Yep. Yeah, it was good stuff. So next up, we had Cadet Men's Foil. And, well, I mean, I'm sort of tempted to to quickly skirt over the final, which was a, a, a pretty one-sided affair with yeah. England dominating the final against India and really never looked in doubt, thoroughly controlled, well-measured, tactically tactically competent win yeah. for, for England. But really the big shock there was earlier on. India yeah, making it uh, through the semi-final against Canada. Yeah, and and with room to wiggle for yeah. sure. So I looked at this, and I, I did, I'm so disappointed. I, did, I was doing something else, and I didn't see the match, but mainly because I thought, well, Canada's are going to walk away with this because they. And when I say this, I mean the whole competition. You <laughs> get get the gold medal. Uh, three of the four individual individual finalists, uh, what medalists? Yep. Um, and uh, including the winner. Yeah. And look, I didn't. I had a chat with um, Dave Baker, who, who um, sorry, with Nick Payne before we went on to do this, this the commentary on this. And he said, it, he said that he felt there was an element of Canada underestimating India. Yeah, I, um, I can believe that because uh, the the Indians' individual results were nothing to write home about. I'm not even sure that any of them made the top eight. No, I, no, I don't think they did. And, and so I was thinking, oh, okay, fair enough, um, you know, whatever. But then I thought, well, hold on a minute. What about fatigue? Does fatigue play a part in this? Because all three of them were fencing late into the day, just two days before. So a day to recover is one thing physically. Probably at that age, you would say they really should be able to do that. But Nick made a very good point that the emotional high that they would have had from three of the four medalists in the individual to come back up to a level where you need to be in order to compete against any team in this competition is difficult. It's hard. You know, if you win a medal, it's kind of like, well, I've done my job. Yeah. And, uh, of course, it's like, well, you've done half your job. And <laughs> I didn't see the match, so I can't talk about it very much. But what Nick said to me was that Canada came into the fight and they didn't, they, they didn't seem – as fired up as they had done in the individual, India was super fired up yeah. and they took the lead and they never relinquished it. And so it was really, uh, it was, it was, it was the biggest shock so far of the tournament for me, but there are, there are reasons for these things happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, as I say, I've only managed to catch the finals, uh, but I will be going back to find that one uh, from the, the live stream videos on YouTube because uh, I really want to see what happened in that one. Uh, yeah, final- and Scotland, Scotland lost the other one to England. Sorry to rub that in. Yeah, um, okay. but uh, the Canada were able to uh, regroup, and they they did get the bronze medal in the end uh, over Scotland. Uh, but that was a good fight as well. Uh, I didn't manage to see that one, um, 
and young Jamie Cook uh, was getting a lot of support from the crowd. He fenced really well again for such a young fencer, but ultimately Canada had found found their mojo again. Yeah. Um, and I know you want to brush over the the, the match uh, in the final because it was it was one way traffic. But I have to say two things: the Indians individually all look better than any Indian foilist I've ever seen at yeah, any level. Absolutely. They were it's all a genuine great. genuine surprise when I've watched them fence. How, how good they look and uh, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I want to. I want to go back and watch this this match against Canada because that yeah, was, uh, they're all, they were, they were all different. Best. Yeah, they were they were all very different as well. You know, different sizes, so different techniques being used, different. But the footwork was really good on a level I haven't seen. But England, they were workmanlike, professional. They built a lead bit by bit, patient. You said measured. That's a perfect description for those first three fights. It was fifteen, eleven up. Mm-hmm. And then just went on and opened the taps up in four, five, and six and just pulled away from India and broke, broke their spirit really. And just in the end, actually in the last three matches, they, they stepped off a little bit because they went so well in the first, in the second three matches, uh, that they were 16 points up and they had room to maneuver really. Uh, so it, you know, sometimes when teams pull away, it's just easy to go. It's a one way, you know, it was one way. Uh, fencing, but you said it. They, the English were, they actually fenced way above their years in terms of the maturity that they applied today, uh, and showed that flair in four, five, and six, which made it a good spectacle, uh, yeah. even though ultimately it was a thrashing. Yeah, it's a, it's a sort of competitive match. It wasn't that great a spectacle, but the actual technical side of it was. Was pre- was I mean yeah it's a word I've, I'm already wearing it but impressive uh, the English, yeah. the English team looked uh, much better in the teams than they did in the individuals and uh, yeah. again perhaps that that thing that you were talking about uh, that uh, you know you can perform better as a team than perhaps you do as an individual but um, I, I thought that the English individuals underperformed and this was from them hitting their 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 true level in the team event yeah for sure for sure they were great they were really good. So that takes us through to our, our last event of the day, uh, the the Women's Sabre. And again, uh, I didn't see any of the earlier action. And, and the final again, fairly straightforward stuff that has to be said. Uh, a Scotland-England match-up, so plenty of noise, almost regardless of what's happening. But uh, England, England comfortable in the end. Very, very comfortable indeed. India took the bronze medal. Um, Having lost their semi-final along with Wales, the way they beat Wales in that in the uh, in the in the in the bronze medal match, but uh, England pulled away very early on, in, and I, you know m- much more of a um, one-sided affair because England pulled away in the first three, fifteen-three they led yeah. after three matches, and I, I was trying during commentary to f- find a way to see the Scots getting back and I just couldn't see how they were going to get back into the match because the three English girls ladies who were were they all fenced really well I was really really impressed with all of them but I've got to say Hannah O'Reilly she's she looks pretty handy yeah she didn't feature late in the individuals but um yeah I agree with you she she looked uh, more than competent and kind of wondered where you know where she gets in the individuals but it it did look like a a kind of mismatch in terms of, I mean, the England the England team looked like uh, a very experienced cadet or junior team or older team, whereas the yeah. Scottish team looked like a, did look like a team of youngsters. Yes, yes, uh, I was I was particularly impressed with uh, Elsie Llewellyn though, 
the way she fenced was uh how does one put this she was prepared to try to do stuff yeah throughout even though most of it wasn't that successful ultimately she was prepared to go and explore and i think that that it should be a sign to every fencer out there that even when you see that the writing's on the wall it's an opportunity for you to go and train and have mm-hmm. a look at what you can do and she was moving she moved really nicely and i don't think it will take too much more with her working with her coach for else Llewellyn to to actually start uh, making a big impression in British women's sabre uh, because she's she's got something about her. Yeah, I mean she certainly she certainly looked like the leader of her team and yeah. prepared to prepared to lead by example to show you know spirit when you're when you're down and, and and not just throw in the towel and you know give it give it the full works right to the end even in a in a losing cause it it, it was the the right attitude and and that even though it didn't make any huge impression on the on the result uh it meant that the the scots girls did did keep giving it a go right right to the finish which was you know it's what you want to see is a a match where the, the the writing was on the wall fairly early but uh none of the scots were were prepared to just just give it away no and and i think the prize particularly for elsie lewin and i think if i was her coach is that i would look back on the match and talk about the fact that she was prepared to try things and maybe 50% of them didn't work but she ended up coming out of the match with a zero indicator which yeah. means that she scored as many hits as she gave away and that's uh, that's not bad when your team have lost by what 21 points yeah it was something like that yeah yeah it's a strong well certainly it's a a, a performance that uh, in the context of the match is is pretty good yeah she there so she's uh, she's uh, the starring player in the scottish team that ultimately were beaten by just a stronger british uh, english team i should say yeah 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 i think that's uh that's that's fair enough yes i mean the scots can't really have any complaints it was uh uh a dominant england performance in, in both the men's men's foil uh and in the women's saber and yeah i'll i'll not grumble about too much it was uh, good, good fencing well deserved gold medals for for the two english teams yeah Agreed. And uh, another great day, actually. Another really good day throughout. And, um, you know, like as you said, the team days bring a slightly different dynamic. And um, so it was the atmosphere was uh, at points pretty, pretty intense and pretty electric. And it's really nice to be in that atmosphere in any sport, uh, but more so when it's, you know, the sport that we all love. And yeah. You get a real buzz. You get, yeah. I'm, on a, I'm on a high, Sean. I'm on a high. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I just—I tell you what, then go out, go out for a nice dinner, try and calm down, settle your settle yourself down for uh, for more action when we've got the remaining three cadet team events to to come up tomorrow. Similar format, similar sort of timings for people that are wanting to catch it on the live stream. Do you know? Yes. Yeah. It's 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 a virtually identical t- uh, timetable to today. So uh, live uh, coverage will start around about eleven. 11.30. There was a little bit of a delay today because uh, some of the matches ran on a little bit. Uh, I think there were a couple of injuries early on as well, which uh, never helps the poor organisers who are trying to get this whole thing uh, running as smoothly as possible. I think they caught up quite a bit in the end, actually. Uh, there was a wheelchair fencing demo today as well, which if you didn't see that, there's another one on Sunday, and that was really uh, fascinating. It's always great to see the wheelchair fences out on uh, the, the, the stage showing what they can do because it's such an impressive sport. Um, the other thing to bear in mind, and, and perhaps some of the, the listeners have seen, is a little bit of a technical issue 
mm-hmm. with the with the results system today. You may have noticed that nothing's is, yeah. broken. Nothing's broken. But this event, uh, the Commonwealth Championships, uh, it has uh, it has certain unique qualities, and one of them is that the teams can actually name five athletes when normally it's four. Uh, but the problem is the fencing scoring software that's used um doesn't ever have to handle it apart from a commonwealth championship so it's not set up to take five athletes so once one round is finished they have to set up an entirely new competition in the system um and unfortunately today they just forgot to put this link into the second team so you do you can't see the results at the moment you can't see the results from today from the end of the quarterfinals but i'm sure the guys are on it and they'll fix it overnight and tomorrow we'll, you'll be able to watch the live results if you are unfortunately at work real work <laughs> and can't watch it online yeah uh yes it was a, a bit of a source of frustration for me today when i was trying to trying to find out what was going on but uh i did uh, i did speak to to one of the guys yesterday i think it was who said he could see this being a problem and uh yeah i hope they, I hope they get a solution for tomorrow so I, I can keep an eye in on what's been happening Kareem, um thank you for delaying your delaying your dinner and uh chatting to me over skype um no, that's quite from, right from here in Edinburgh. always a pleasure um as i say i'll i'll not be back there in in real life until friday so we'll be doing something something similar again tomorrow and uh, i look forward to speaking to you then yeah thanks a lot sean Cheers, Green. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.